0: Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this installment of Iron Sharpening Iron as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: On this episode of Bible Bash, we will be answering the question, what are some tips for doing biblical word studies? And the individual asking this question was asking in particular about uh, doing a word study on prayer. How would one go about doing a biblical word study on prayer or learning about what the Bible has to say in general about prayer? What are some Bible study tips? How can we approach these things? Now, uh, as it relates to Bible study in general, uh, one of the things to realize is, and this is something that I learned uh, early on in my Christian life, is that the best way to learn the Bible or to study the Bible is to read the Bible. Uh, so uh, there, there really is no substitute for repetitive reading of of the Bible. I would say that ninety uh, percent of Bible study is probably uh, reading the Bible repetitively. Uh, anytime that I've sought to, you know, preach or teach on a passage, I try to get that passage in my mind at least a hundred times. I try to read it over and over and over and over again. And if you want to know, you know, the context, if you're going to want to know the argument of the passage, if you want to know what's actually going on, there really is no substitute for. Uh, just repetitive reading. Uh, sometimes we can make Bible study a bit more complicated than it actually is. Uh, and uh, the the truth of the matter is the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And, and uh, God's Word, you know, all you have to do is just get it in your brain and 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 it's not really meant to be overly complicated. Uh, There are some techniques that you can learn to adopt that will help you in your study, but I I wouldn't want to advocate any kind of technique that is essentially taking the place of repetitive reading. In fact, a lot of people, when they're attempting to uh, study the Bible, you know, one of the sad things about it is if you're trying to answer the question, "What does the Bible say about prayer?" Uh, Many times, uh, people's standard impulse is to go and find a book on prayer or something like that, and and while I think that there's some value in reading books on prayer uh, or you know whatever the topic that there actually is, there is no substitute for your own personal study and there, you have no way of interacting with whatever is being communicated in that book or in that online resource or whatever else if you're not a person who is in the Bible yourself. Uh, so there's no sh- way to short-circuit these kinds of things. I mean, if all you do is just consult secondary sources instead of looking to the scriptures uh, to try to answer these kinds of questions, what's going to happen is inevitably what, – what what's going to happen is that you just are going to go you, – you're basically going to read a book and you're going to say, okay, well, that's my theology of prayer. And then the problem is that later on in your life you may read another book and then that – other book may contradict this book in a, in a primary way and you will have no way of judging which book is right because you don't have enough um, information in your head to even know how to evaluate these things and, and, and for me, often it, the secondary sources are the last thing that I do. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is try to repetitively read. Uh, but then that being the case... Um, how would you go about doing something like uh, trying to study uh, prayer, for instance? What, what would you do? Now, uh, one of the things that I would do if I were trying to, and, I, and I, this is something I have done as it relates to this topic, uh, but as if I'm trying to figure out what does the Bible say about prayer, I would go to books of the Bible that uh, speak to this issue uh, primarily. So uh, one of the things that I've done is I've tried to do a biblical study on prayer is that I basically have uh, put the... The Psalms on repeat in my brain and so I try to listen to the Bible because one of the things that 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 helps me to do is it helps me to make the best use of my time so when I'm driving in particular I try to listen to the Bible as much as I possibly can and I would encourage people to try to speed up uh, speed up their listening and uh see you know see see how much you can push yourself and so i typically try to read or listen to the bible at least two two speed two times speed maybe two and a half speed sometimes three speed if i if i uh really try to push myself but i mean you can get yourself pretty high but then the advantage of that is repetition Uh, so if you can get through a book a hundred times in particular you're going to find that you know it a lot better than doing it once and what people stand like their standard approach to trying to get through the bible is just you know they start in genesis and they try to do their read through the bible in a year kind of thing and then they get bogged down in some of the genealogies and they end up giving up but what i encourage people to do is just try to read repetitively read over and over and over again or listen over and over and over again and and one of the things that you're going to find is that if you were just to sit down and listen to ephesians on two times speed and you were just you know do that every time you do a commute for a month you could probably get through it several hundred times and you'd really know it at the end of it instead of just having uh, the uh, kind of knowledge that comes from listening to it once and so if I were to do a biblical study on prayer the, one of the things I would do is try to read, uh, listen to the Psalms over and over and over again, just to get the Psalms in my head. Uh, now, another thing you can do is just do uh, word searches on prayer. Uh, so, one of the things you're going to find is that there's no simple way to um, get everything the Bible has to say on prayer, because there'll be plenty of times where you know you can look up the word "pray" uh, in particular and uh, that word you can look it up in a Bible software program but there's plenty of times where individuals are praying but it doesn't like the Bible doesn't use the word pray and so you, you know if you're going to do something exhaustive as far as that goes, then you're going to have to think more broadly than simple word studies. But word studies can get you most of what you're going to find if you do a careful word study. Now, in order to do a good word study, uh, you know certainly, yeah, you can read through the whole Bible and make a list of all the times that the word prayer comes up. But now that we have software programs, uh, the, there's software programs that you can, you, you know, just enter in a word like prayer. Or some kind of variation. I, I use BibleWorks uh, software in order to do a lot of my Bible study, and they have a feature on there. You press like period, and then star, and then you can do pray, and then star again, and then when you do that, it's going to show you uh, searches uh, for everything that has the four letters pray in it. So it'll show you prayer, prayerful, praying, uh, you know, uh, uh, all of those. So so it'll show you all those. Uh, but there, you know, any different program that you use is going to have different kind of search options. You might familiarize yourself with how they actually work. A uh, good free software is uh, eSword is a good free uh, Bible software that has a lot of your standard versions out there that you can do some word searches. But then, you know, assuming that you read through the whole uh, or just get, listen to Psalms over and over and over again, you're going to get a general feel for how. Uh, the psalmist prays Uh, but then you might want to look up passages on prayer and so you're going to have old testament passages of prayer and you're going to have new testament passages on on prayer and you want to learn from both so your old like you look up every usage of the word prayer and one of the things that i would do is just make a list of all the verses and then under each verse i just make certain observations about what's actually happening in there so as i'm looking up you know these different prayers you might say well David is praying for physical safety here or David is praying that his uh, enemies uh, have their teeth uh, broken (laughs) Uh, so these are uh, there's imprecatory prayers and so uh, I I would try to categorize them as I've done a study on prayer I've tried to categorize it so here's an imprecatory prayer that's uh, praying that God stops the wicked and I put those all in one group and then here's a group of prayers for uh, you know uh, that God would give us this day our daily bread kind of prayers, and these are prayers for sp- spiritual things. And then I would try to divide them up under, you know, what kind of spiritual things are Paul praying for, or the Bible, the biblical authors praying for. So uh, Paul frequently prays for boldness. And so as I'm looking up all the kinds of prayers and the things that are being asked, here's for boldness, here's for salvation of individuals, here's the, the you know, the Ephesians have uh, the, uh, you know, eyes of their understanding be uh uh, illumined, uh, that they may know God. Uh, so you know what, what you want, what you want to do is start making observations about each one of these passages and say, hey, what is what is this individual praying for? And then make a list of things they pray for. And then verse after verse after verse, what you're going to find is you're going to just make those basic observations. And that would be you know just a simple way to approach a study like this if you're going to ask yourself what is the Bible saying? And then you might. Contrast what you find in the Old Testament prayer with what you find in the New Testament prayer and then draw some kind of con- uh, conclusions from that. And so, but then, but basically, what I'm trying to say is that if you really want to know what the Bible has to say about this, yes, you could do a word study. Uh, but then you're going to have to make a bunch of observations and try to push yourself to make as many observations about these individual prayers as you're going to find. Uh, organize them in some way, outline them in some ways, put them into usable form, and then at the end of it, you're going to say, "Hey, this is the kind of things that uh, biblical prayer looks like." And so here's the the kind of things that are prayed for. There's, uh, and and you know, I if you if you open up. Uh, if you look at that, you do that kind of study and you realize that the vast majority of what Paul was praying for is spiritual things and not physical things, then you might have an observation there to make as far as how that actually works. But that would be part of how you would go, uh, go about doing that. Now, um, if you're completely unfamiliar with the original languages, I would encourage you to be cautious in the kind of conclusions that you're going to draw from software related to you know uh, what you're going to find in the original languages. And So, for an individual who doesn't know Greek, if you're Going to do a word study. There's a lot of programs out there that will give you some information about, you know, the Greek words behind these English words. And and I would I would just encourage you to demystify those words. I mean, they're just um, these words are not uniquely Christian words in in most cases. They're just uh, pagan words, the Greek Greek words that were, were used. They're just a different language that you're using. And so there's not just uh, this inherent spiritual significance in these words. And there's a lot of fallacies that people actually use uh, or fall prey to when they're doing word studies. A lot of the fallacies that people commit are what's called word study fallacies because they, uh, they don't know enough about how languages work uh, to keep from being dangerous. And so just a few things to think about as it relates to that. Uh, there's what is called the etymological fallacy, uh, and this is – I'll just give you two that are very common. If you if you really don't know much about uh, languages and you're doing a word study, like a word study on prayer, just be careful at this point. There's what's called the etymological fallacy, and that essentially is a fallacy that assumes that the meaning of a Greek word is going to be found at, uh, in terms of the sum of its component parts. Uh, just to give you an example of this in English, uh, no one would assume that a butterfly is a fly that produces butter, Okay. Uh, But then there's a lot of um, word study fallacies that are made as it relates to the Greek languages, Greek language itself. So ekklesia in the Greek is a word that people try to divide up in ek, which is a preposition from, uh, you know, or out of, and then uh, ekklesia. Ecclesia, uh, which is uh, called uh, a word that can mean called, and so people assume that well, the church is the called out ones, uh, but that's committing the etymological fallacy. The ch- church is an assembly. That's what the word ecclesia means. It means assembly, uh, and so just like a butterfly is not a fly that produces butter, so also ecclesia is not. Uh, you know, the called-out ones. Uh, it's not a uniquely uh, spiritual word in that way. So you, you don't want to assume in some simplistic way that whatever the Greek word means it's the sum of its parts. Uh, that's not the way that language actually works. Uh, but then another one that uh, people... Uh, Make is just uh, you assume that each word the univocal uh, word meaning fallacy uh, there's different names for it but what you don't want to assume when you're looking up these Greek words is that each one of these Greek words has one unique meaning or some sort of basic meaning that you're going to read into every single passage Uh, that isn't the way that language works if I were to ask you what a trunk is then uh, you're going to you could answer in a variety of different ways. What's the trunk? You know, you could say, well, maybe it's a tree trunk or it's a car trunk, uh, or it's a, a box that you hold things in. Uh, so trunk is a word that's very flexible. So it could mean tree trunk. It could be car trunk. It could be a box that you put things in and it has other usage as well and the only way you're going to know what that meaning is is context but you're not going to like read into every single passage that you see this word trunk uh as what you're not going to do is read into every single passage the same meaning you have to figure out the meaning based on context clues and the same thing is true of these greek words you know if you look up these greek words in these online resources you might find that there's five meanings that are there And you can't just pick whatever meaning you like, okay? (laughs) And you can't just read whatever meaning you like into every single passage. Like these words can mean different things depending on the context. And so I would be very careful if you don't know much about uh, the uh, Greek language to drawing a lot of conclusions uh, related to the meaning uh, as far as that is concerned. But if you're going to do a Bible word study on prayer, uh, the primary thing I would – or on any topic, I would just say, hey, read the Bible a lot. Read the Bible a lot. Look up examples of it. Make as many observations as you can. Do simple word studies. That's going to get you a lot of information. Uh, But just remember repetition, repetition, repetition is key. And making as many observations as you can and trying to uh, take those uh, um, ideas and group them into some sort of uh, uh, usable form would be helpful.
0: This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us now. Go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.